This is The Last Call with Chris Michaels, a brand new week and a brand new episode. It's April 12th, and oh my gosh, what has gone on over the weekend is nothing but stupidity. It turns out that in a Minneapolis suburb, that an officer shot a black man. Now, as of today, the story goes that the officer thought that he was going for his taser, but in fact, he accidentally got his pistol out and used his gun instead of the taser. Now, I don't know about you, but there could be some kind of reasoning behind that. If you're in a stressful situation, then you don't know what goes on. I mean, it's all over the place. And so I don't know what the story is completely, but that's what the story to us is being told. And I guess we'll just go along with that. Now, me personally, I am pretty sure you know the difference between a stun gun and a pistol. I know the grip is just about the same, but as a trained officer, you do have the responsibility to know what you're grabbing when you are going to try and shoot somebody. At the same time, none other than Joseph Biden decided to come out of his hole and said, I think... We've got to wait and see what the investigation shows. The entire investigation. You've all watched it. I assume as I did. The body cam, which is fairly graphic. The question is, what is an accident? Was it intentional? That remains to be determined by a full-blown investigate. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But he continues, there is absolutely no justification. None for looting. No justification for violence. Peaceful protest is understandable. Well, that's exactly what hasn't been happening. All throughout Minneapolis, there has been looting and fires. You go to see uh, Seattle, or was it Portland? I can't remember. I don't have the article for it. Seattle or Portland. I think it was Portland now that I think about it. Uh, they set fire to an ICE location, I-C-E, so the people that deal with immigration and so on. So th- this stuff is not going – and then you've got the whole deal in Georgia where Georgia is uh, changing their voter laws, which in all for all intents and purposes, it actually strengthens the overwhelming majority of the counties that are actually in Georgia. The issue is, is that they're actually trying to hold people accountable – to show their IDs in prominently Democrat counties, which, oddly enough, swayed the vote in 2020 and swayed votes in many other elections. And the issue is, of course, showing an identification, some form of identification uh, to allow yourself to vote. And, of course, the Democrat, oh, my God, this is awful, awful news. Well, the thing is, is that you've got to have identification in one form or another. And Barack Obama came out years ago saying that whether or not you, everybody basically has identification, whether that's a driver's license or some form of ID, if you're going to be in uh, any sort of metro area, you have to have some sort of ID. And it doesn't matter. I mean, this law is really going to make sure that Democrats can cheat through and through. And I shouldn't even say Democrats, because it could be Republicans at some point, and it will enable Republicans to cheat through and through by avoiding any sort of identification when you show up to vote. 
So that's the whole thing over in Georgia. So we're seeing a lot of racial tensions uh, beginning to be stoked as we continue along in the Harris administration. And if we are to continue down this road, uh, well, there is a big, big issue here. And it will do this, we'll start with numerology, right? So this whole thing happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a suburb of Minneapolis. But for the sake of our argument, we will just assume that it is in fact Minneapolis. So what letter of the alphabet is M all about? M is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. Oh, the 13th letter. What a letter to choose from. 13. We all know that 13 is fairly unlucky. And where is Minneapolis located but none other than Minnesota? And so if we are to take the first two letters, Minneapolis, and the first two letters of the state, Minnesota, we have 1313. Interesting stuff. So if we're to go along the lines of numerology, it would be 1 plus 3. Because what you're supposed to do in numerology is that you are supposed to add the numbers together so that you're only left with a single digit. So in our case, with Minneapolis, we have the 13th letter. So there are two numbers that make up the number 13, and that is 1 and 3. If we add them together, we're at 4. So Minneapolis, Minnesota, we get 1 plus 3, and that's 4. And then we got 1 plus 3, that's 4. So we essentially end up with 4 plus 4. And going along with numerology, we eventually have to end up with a single digit. So now we've got 4 and 4. We add those together and we come up with a magical number of 8. So we can do this another way, right? We can have 13 and 13, but going back to the beginning with Minneapolis, Minnesota, we add 13 and 13 together. What do we get? We get 26. 6 and 2, if we're going with numerology, suddenly ends us up with the number what? 8. So, in, in Freemasonic communities and also in the esoteric communities, the number 8 is actually a sign of order and chaos. It essentially means that you control both order and chaos. It usually comes in the form of an eight-pointed star. So in this case, we also have the famous line from Freemasonry, and that is from chaos comes order, meaning that they create chaos because they want order, and ultimately they control both sides. So Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, is really symbolic of this number eight. There are racial tensions erupting here. Does anybody remember the Minneapolis Freedom Fund? Or the Minnesota Freedom Fund, I should say? That was the whole deal throughout 2020, where people that were looting and rioting and breaking the law, they were getting their legal bills paid by the Minneapolis Freedom Fund. Now, this website has since been scrubbed. But when I first looked at the Minneapolis Freedom Fund, the whole thing, was run by somebody that came from the George Soros one of the George Soros foundations. So we kind of understand where this is all going, don't we? 
is a George Soros-run community. She's a graduate of the George Soros schools. So we kind of understand that she's going to be a never-Trumper and an orange man bad kind of person, and also more than likely a communist and somebody else that is going to go along with the globalist agenda if she's not an out-and-out communist. So you see where I'm going with all of this. You've got outside money, international money, foreign funds coming into Minneapolis and Minnesota to stoke racial tensions, to create chaos, to ultimately create the order that these people are going with. So this is all symbolic. Don't think that, one, this is out of the ordinary, because it's not. There's a lot more uh, police crimes going on that are covered up and never see the light of day. So let's get that straight. But the media, particularly ABC News and CBS, you know, those, those, those clowns, uh, they are desperately trying to blow this out of proportion. And also, they are trying to make this a huge national issue when in fact it could very well be a local precinct issue. And it, if we're to go along with the cops here, it could be that somebody is just a downright asshole and doesn't know his job or her job. I don't know the full story, like I said. And they pulled out a taser instead. I mean, they pulled out a pistol instead of a taser. So, but the, the main crux with all of this is that this is staged. Somebody's life was lost. That's not up for debate. That's a bad thing. Nobody's life should be lost. This officer made a big, big mistake in the most extreme sense of that sentence. However, the media is blowing this up for the reasons that I've told you. This is an eight-pointed star, symbolically driven news story. So watch out for other stuff that will be coming out from Minneapolis. Now, moving right along, because we, I suppose this is going to be a race-based episode. And, you know, I used to do another podcast with somebody that was an African-American. I loved doing that podcast with him because he was able to make fun of me and make fun of my race, and I used to be able to go back at him, and it, we we still got along. We talked about very, very racially charged topics, and it was a great time, but we live in such an era where if we say the wrong things, then you are going to be in big, big trouble from your job. So this is, now it, if you haven't seen this yet, I don't know where you've been living, but Black Lives Matter co-founder What's her name here? Oh, that's right. Her name happens to be Patrice. Or I think her name is Patrice. Patrice Colors. And she's a self-professed Marxist. Well, it turned out that Miss Colors went on a real estate buying frenzy. She decided to buy a $1.4 million home in California's posh neighborhood where it is 88% white and it is less than 2% black, which means that there are in fact minorities that live in that community, but, but it is less than, I think it's one, uh, 1.4% black. So, (laughs) so much for living 
like everybody else. So much for all of you morons out there. Probably nobody that is part of the Last Call Caravan would have donated to Black Lives Matter. But uh, so much for all of those people that thought that when they gave money to Black Lives Matter throughout 2020 to fight fascism against Orange Man Bad, they thought that they were actually doing something positive for minorities. No, you didn't do anything positive for minorities. You gave it to one, Marxists, self-proclaimed Marxists in the, in the case of Miss Colors, and two, you gave it to the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party basically paid off Colors for her efforts in getting Kamala Harris elected. That's all this is. That's all politics is. Black Lives Matter was a money laundering front for the Democrat Party. Through and through, I'm sorry to tell you that that's the case, but it is. I'm really sorry. On top of this, Miss Colors has been going on a buying spree for a while. This isn't her first home. This is number four. She's got a number of homes. I think she was searching for one in Hawaii, but she's got a couple of homes throughout California. This particular home that we're talking about is less than 30 minutes from Malibu and is 48, about an hour, from L.A. Two hours if you count the traffic. This is nonsense. <laughs> Even Jason Whitlock decided to tweet something about this, and Twitter Gestapo crashed on him and made him remove the tweet. Or actually, they they removed the tweet. So you understand where all of this is coming from. She is a fraud. Black Lives Matter is a fraud. On top of that, on top of that, in 2020 alone, because Black Lives Matter has been going on since, I think, 2016, in 2020 alone, Black Lives Matter raised $90 million. $90 million. And the co-founder is out there buying those houses. Do you think your money is really going to furthering the cause? Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. So where is the accountability in all of this. Where is the accountability? Could you imagine, could you imagine if somebody from the Trump camp decided to pull something like this? Could you imagine if the MAGA crowd, the MAGA pack, whatever it is, somebody that was on the MAGA payroll, the Trump payroll, decides to raise somehow by stoking racial tensions except in the reverse, somebody that was stoking racial tensions for Caucasians and he magic or she magically raises $90 million. And this person summarily buys roughly four houses after winning an election year and raising $90 million. And do you think the media would come down on this person in the worst kind of way? Of course they would. But since this person is part of Black Lives Matter, and since this person helped unelect Orange Man Bad, we will give her a complete 
pass because that's just the cost and price of doing business. These racial tensions are so bad, so bad, that you even have the Russian Foreign Secretary Lavrov saying that America is on a dangerous path and it's because of white hate or hatred for whites. This stuff doesn't go away. It hasn't gone away. But the problem is, is that nothing is being done to resolve any of these racial tensions. The only thing that's being done is that the Democrats and the globalists are using this to their advantage to, one, fundraise, two, to push through extreme, extreme bits of legislation that continue to divide this country beyond any state of repair. And this is not going to get any better because, mark my words, it is going to be another election issue come the next presidential election cycle. And do you know who's behind all of this? It is none other than the community agitator himself, Barack Hussein Obama. And that's the last call with Chris Michaels for this particular day, the first day of a new week. And we will be back next time. <laughs>